Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax Do we have Mike the Truth Jackson, Jackson. with us today? That no, is the truth. You hot? What's good? What's, What's going good? On, man? How, how you doing? Shit, I'm doing well. Just uh, just wrapped up. Solid training session. It's probably the hardest one I had in a long time. Nice. Uh, but now it, it was it was solid. Uh, I was able to to take a selfie when I was done. So I mean, it wasn't too bad. If I could still hold the phone up. Are you posting <laughs> that on the gram? Yeah, man. No, nah, well, I, I'm like, I, I, I hate selfies. No, nah, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, see, I do like little post fight training, you know, just to let, you know, let you people go. know how, you know, what's going on. Uh, you know, got to, got to, got to provide, uh, got to provide the content, you know, for for, for the people. Yes, sir. Uh, but now I just, I just left uh, Whole Foods. Man, you know, I, you know, diet, man, is is one of those things that I hate. You know, for me, I'm a big foodie. You know, I love to, you know, I love to eat. I love that. Well, that's actually the main reason I don't fight at 55 anymore, because mm-hmm. I love to eat. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, too. I had to pick up some food, and I was looking. And I was like, man, y'all don't have. I need flavor when I, you know, I love Dr Pepper. They probably don't sponsor me yet, but uh, <laughs> I need something with a little flavor, and I had to stop by Whole Foods. Man, this is lemonade. This little, this little, this uh, little girl. Um, her name is Michaela, and she started up this lemonade company. I think she's like nine or ten now, and man, oh, it's shit. so good. It was, yeah, yeah. It's, Give her I a shout out. What's the name of it? Oh, okay, okay. Oh man, I, I mean, I have to look it up real quick. So, uh, Mike, the Truth Jackson fighting on arguably one of the biggest cards of the year, absolutely stacked. UFC 225, June 9th. Against CM Punk, the yep. stage does not get any brighter. How you feeling about it, man? I'm feeling good because I'm gonna have me and the bees lemonade. There you go. With all the sweetness and goodness. That's there you go. Up. But not man, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. You know, this is just a, uh, it's just a great opportunity. I mean, this is the biggest opportunity, yes, sir. Uh, one that I've been given, and I feel this is the biggest opportunity as far as uh, fighting goes for me. You know, we all have different goals and different paths to get to, you know, whatever our end goal is. Mm-hmm. And for me, this 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 is a you know this made sense, and this is gonna prepare uh, or gonna propel me to the next level. For right. sure, yeah, man. So, how important is it for you to uh, you know get that first win on CM Punk soil? 
Yes, well, in, in his hometown. Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest with you, it's not necessarily about getting a win in the UFC. You know, obviously that that means a lot. You know, I mean, how many people can really say that? You know, I, I think of all the fighters whose goal is to get to the UFC. Yeah. A lot of those guys never make it. You know, so mm-hmm. for me, uh, obviously getting a win in the UFC is a big deal. But more importantly, it, it's really to ins- assassinate the character of CM Punk in his hometown go. of Chicago. Yeah, right. There you, there you go, man. For sure. Now, now after CM Punk starts 0-2, is your advice for him just to quit? Or do you, do you think he should continue his, his passion of, of fighting in the octagon? Well, yeah, see, here, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't think I, – I, well, I don't feel that he is – he has a passion as far as to, to become a champion or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for him, th- this was the – it really depends on how you look at it. If you're looking at it from Phil's point of view, this was the perfect opportunity. You have a guy who – he isn't trying to have a long MMA career. This is somebody who is basically looking to – to cross something off his bucket list, you know? Right, right. Uh, I really, and I, I fully respect him for his willingness to step into the cage with another with another man basically trying to, trying to you know, finish him, you know? Right. Uh, I give him all the respect. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's, it's just one of those things that it makes sense for him. I know a lot of people feel that he should have went a different route. Maybe he should have been an amateur fighter or right. gone to a lower organization. But mm-hmm. the thing about it is, is that route is meant for people who, who are trying to accomplish something in the sport as far as, you know, be a champion or get into the UFC. That was never Phil's goals. Right, you know, right. Again, I feel this is the bucket list thing for him. And when you have this, this public figure who has, who has huge star power, huge drawing mm-hmm. power, it only makes sense for him to fight in the UFC. Right. You know, it, for him, he has a, his, his name brings a lot of value and if he goes and fights as an amateur, he's fighting for free. You know, and mm-hmm. that really doesn't make any sense in the grand scheme of things. Right. So, like I said, from, from Phil's point of view, I, I respect it. And I, I respect the hustle. I respect him, you know, uh, making the right business decision. But the thing is, and here's the caveat, the thing is, is when you, when you use your drawing power to get into the UFC, you have to make sure that, this is the level of competition that you're 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 ready for. Not, and I'm not right. saying that even 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 the lowest caliber fighter in the UFC is going to wash Phil. Like right. you know, make no mistake about it. But you, you ha- he has to understand that when you fight in the UFC, they're not going to give you someone who at your level because right. it just doesn't make sense. You now, mm-hmm. like myself or Mickey Gall. We're both talented fighters in our own respect. And, you know, we obviously bring different weapons and different, you know, obstacles to the table for right. Phil. But these are these are his best case scenarios. Right. You know, this yeah. is, to get someone who's 1-0 or, you know, I mean, the, the Mickey Gall, obviously, you know, he had to fight me to get in there, so he's 2-0. But mm-hmm. even if he would have just fought Mickey Gall off the bat, you mm-hmm. know, the same thing would have happened. Right. So he has to understand that even though he's getting someone who's 1-0 or a debut fighter and things like that, they're going to pull someone with actual fighting skills. You so understand? Quick, and the, go ahead. Quick, quick question. Um, you know, on the Rogan show and even um, 
you know, Brendan Schaub is they're they're being serious about it. So I want to let I want to ask you, and is it disrespectful to think that they are really saying that Chris Cyborg can beat CM Punk in the octagon? Is that is that is that too far fetched, or you're on the same train? Because oh, I, I did hear he, they were big, they were saying some things about me, and I, I do want to ask because I can listen to it. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Okay. But did you just say? Hold on, but did, let me clarify. Did you just tell me that they said Chris Cyborg would would beat up Phil Brooks? They they said that Chris Cyborg, like a hundred percent, not jokingly, said that Chris Cyborg would wash Phil Brooks. Chris Cyborg would. I, I couldn't even really describe to you the violence that Chris Cyborg would 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 unleash on Phil Brooks. See here's the thing. Like for me, I'm a compassionate guy. I'm a nice guy. I don't have any ill will against Phil. For right. me, I'm just going out here to make sure this guy never fights in MMA again, or at least at the UFC level. He right. if this is something that let's say again, I, I gave you my opinion, but let's say hypothetically he legit wants so he he wants this as his career, right? Mm-hmm. If that is true, then his best case scenario is to be released by the UFC and and go fight for like a legacy fighting alliance. Right. That would be his best case scenario if that is what he's trying to do. But again, I don't think that's what he's trying to do. But in respect to Chris Cyborg, look, Chris Cyborg is a killer. Right. You know, <laughs> oh I, yeah. I mean, oh know, yeah. Um, I, I know people, like, I know her, one of her coaches currently, you know, he's based, actually at Saul Solis, former, Tito Ortiz's former coach. You know, he's out here in Houston, so I'm good friends with him. And, you know, I, I know what she's capable of. I know some of her training partners, and I know what they go through. You know, this woman, she's nasty, man. And, and, and this is, I remember when I was telling people, and at one point I legit felt that Ronda Rousey could beat Chris Cyborg. And and Ooh. at the time when I said that, well, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> After I said this, this was this was even before the Holly Holm fight. And at the time, being that the just the styles of Chris Cyborg, I still believe that uh, that at that time that Ronda Rousey could beat that Cyborg. Right. But now we have this we have this this evolved Cyborg. This is this is a different animal. This mm-hmm. is a more patient animal. This is a this is someone who is more, just look, she's going in there calculated. She knows what she's going to do. She's not just going out there to destroy people anymore. She's out there. She's a legit mixed martial artist now. Is At it first, silly? I thought she was just, huh? is, it, is it silly to think Amanda Nunez has the chance with her in the octagon? Um, it's not, uh, it, ugh. it's silly in a, it, Hmm. I mean, I want to ask this the right way. I, well, I, I, I think I that Chris that. Cyborg would be the favorite, but I think that, of, of course, I think it may be obvious, but I think that Amanda Nunez has the best chance to beat her. Ugh, I disagree. I think oh. the person who had the best chance to beat her was Holly Holm. Okay. Just okay. as far as styli- stylistically goes. Right, um, and it was a good fight. It was a good fight. And not to mm-hmm. say that Amanda can't win. I'm not saying that. But the chances of her winning are very slim. Right. And, it, and, and it's not to take anything away from Amanda. It's just Cyborg is a different kind of animal, man. Like, this is a woman. This is, this is a world beater. I feel that Chris Cyborg, she, she lights up men as well. 
she she even at a forty five. Can she be like the champion at forty five? Maybe not. But I think she can hold her own with legit right. UFC featherweights. Right. Sure, man. So, in terms of your training for uh, this fight on on uh, June 9th, man, what's your training regimen been like, man? How are you preparing for this for uh, CM Punk? Are you are you having to to uh, train as hard? Are you are you training more because you feel like you have something to prove? Or that was cutting out. What happened? Hello. I said, how's your? Uh, he, he said, uh, for your training on June 9th. Hold on. Uh-huh. Yeah, how's your uh, training regiment for? Uh, Hold on, real quick. I apologize. Sorry about that. Real quick. I'll I'll ask you a quick question while he's um while he's um coming back to us. Um if there is there like not a dream fight in the UFC Brock and Lesnar uh I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar and like John Jones, like uh D C uh, Brock Lesnar. There's a couple of oh, real quick LG's back. Uh you cut out for a little bit, so we give me one moment. Is there a dream fight that you, you would want to see for yourself? Dream Connor. Oh, that would be a fun fight. Uh, no, oh, of course. Well, I, I think Connor. I think Connor sleeps him. To be honest with you, Ooh, I agree uh, I too. I agree. I, Me too. And, and, and again, I'm not saying that Khabib can't win because again, I think Khabib can take him down and maul him just like what Khabib does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just like he starts Jose, I think the same thing can be said about Khabib. Right. Um, but as far as the dream fight, there's only one fight I want to see, man. It's the Black Beast versus Francis Ngannou. That's the only fight I want to see. And I know so you're going for Black Beast, huh? That's my close personal friend. That's my I know. guy. I know. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, man. You know, um, I, does I know he want Derek that fight? fight? Yeah, okay. Of course. I mean, Derek's called it. You know, I think, but see, mm-hmm. here's the thing Derek, Derek just wants to fight, man. He just wants a good fight. And to be honest with you, I think uh, Francis and Derek Lewis, if that fight ever came to fruition, I think that would probably, especially with the right uh, marketing, marketing machine behind it. Mm-hmm. That fight could be the biggest fight ever, ever right. in the UFC, and it's not a title fight or anything like that. It's just the personalities. You have these two just beasts of just these beasts of fighters, and, yes. and, and Derek, and, and as far as Francis, and it's just yes. man, people want to know who's gonna knock each other because you know it's right. gonna get knocked out. Right, right. You know what I know who's gonna knock each other out. You know what I think we see before that um, Francis versus Brock Lesnar. How do you feel about that fight? Honest with you, I don't even know. That's <laughs> a good fight. That, and that would be a good fight, too. I would yes, like sir. to see that. Yes, Just sir. Just on the grounds of it, because we obviously saw Francis's wrestling get exposed. Yes. And we obviously know Brock's background. And we also, we know Brock, his, his striking will, you know, is right. not on par. But even, and, and, and the reason I want to see that, and, and this is the, the kind of the, the caveat to this, is that Francis's striking isn't as good as people think it is. Okay. It, he just, he's a hitter. And if he touches you, it's a wrap, you know? Mm-hmm. But as far as a, a technical striker, he's not a Cain Velasquez. He's not a Stipe. He's not even a Junior Dos Santos. And I don't even think Junior Dos Santos' striking is good, to be honest with you. Mm-mm. It's good for MMA. And again, he's a hitter. But as far as technical striking goes, Junior Dos Santos doesn't have it. You know, he, I mean, he's a good MMA striker. And again, no disrespect to what he's done and what he's doing. But as far as like, it, imagine a Junior Dos Santos in a boxing match with a, with a, I'm not even, it doesn't even have to be a Klitschko, just a, any high level top five boxer in the world, right? Right, right. Junior Dos Santos gets washed. 
A Stavern. Stavern would wash them. Yeah, because it's a different animal. So, and again, the reason I bring this up is because people like to talk about mm -hmm. JDS's boxing. And I'm just like, right. that's not boxing. Mm -hmm. That's striking in MMA. Now, striking in MMA is cool. That's his thing. Right. But as, as boxing goes, he's not a boxer, man. So that's why I would like to see uh, Francis and uh, Francis and Derek. And, like, you know, Fran maybe even that, maybe. Actually, I'll take it back. The Francis and Brock fight may be the biggest fight ever in the UFC, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I think Ooh, so. Man, I don't even I think know. So. I'm not going to put out so. some on that one. Even Brock DC, I mean, Brock, Brock DC, Brock Francis is the fight, I think. Ooh, I didn't even think about Brock DC. I like yeah. that one just because yeah. DC is a smaller guy. That's right. why I like that, you know. Yeah, it'll so, be good. Yeah. Ooh, the heavy, man, I don't know. The heavyweight division. There you go, LJ. Yeah, man, it's the heavyweight division, and, you know, these guys are hitters, man. These dudes can, can end your night in one punch, you know, yes, or one strike or one kick, you know, so... Ooh, but I think now that we're talking about having this conversation, the biggest three fights ever could be made in UFC would be, would, oh, biggest four. Biggest four is Beast and Ganu. Right. Or Beast and Brock. Or uh, DC and Brock. Or Brock and Ganu. Those would be the biggest fights ever. One of, one of those four would be the biggest fights. I, I, I got to ask you, last one, now that we're just talking dream fights, I apologize. Brock D. Um, Brock John Jones. You don't want to see John Jones get in the mix with some of these guys. Nah, cause and, oh? <laughs> not just, I would. I'm a look. I'm a fan. fan I'm, a, I'm a fan of of, uh, of John Jones. I think he's arguably. Well, I'm not gonna argue. I think he's the best. My uh, one of my favorites. The best fighter ever. I think he's arguably the best fighter ever. You know. Um, but the reason I don't think those. The reason I don't want to necessarily see them because I already know what's gonna happen. John right. Jones is gonna wash him, so it, no, it's not, he's not heavy-handed. Not really, huh? He's not that heavy-handed when you're talking about those four that we've been talking about. Well, it's not necessarily heavy-handedness. It's just what John Jones. Now, I would like to see it as now the fight itself. Yes, I would like to see it because I would like to see uh, the wizardry of John Jones and what he right. could do to Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. From that, that's it. That would be the only thing. But again, there is no. There is no, like, what if. Like, I legit feel John Jones beats Brock Lesnar 10 out of 10 times. Right. Skill-wise. Skill-wise, I think John Jones beats uh, Brock 10 out of 10. But with the other fighters, there's all these, these sort of variables. Like, again, if you do Brock and DC, DC, is DC, but again, DC is going to be way undersized, you know? If you put Brock and Francis, it's like, well, we know Francis doesn't necessarily have the wrestling that Brock does, and right. vice versa, Brock doesn't have the striking, so what's going to happen? Is, and then again with, with, with Derek. But with John Jones, it's like, I know what's going to happen with that fight, so I don't, it's not necessarily a dream fight for me. Well, on Wax, I'm predicting, I'm predicting DC versus Brock, and I got, uh, of course, Derek Lewis versus, versus Ngano. I think both of those fight ha fights happen. I like him. I like him. Let, 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 let's see if we, I'm a... I'm a man. I'm a, actually. I'm a text Mick right after we get off the my, my close personal friend Mick Maynard, matchmaker for the UFC. I'm a text him real oh, quick. And I'm there a, you go. And I'm gonna yeah, yeah. text him right now. Cool. We on the phone. I, can, I forgot I can talk and text at the same time. There yeah. you go. Yeah, man. So 
in terms of your fight on uh, June 9th, man, how has your training been? You know, um, are you preparing more for this fight? Are you preparing less because of CM Punk? Like, um, what's your training regimen been like? No, nah, man. No, no. This is, for me, this is the biggest fight of my career. You know, I, I'm taking, this is my world title shot right here, you know. So, sure. no, I'm taking this 100% seriously. Yeah. You know, I got some great guys coming in as far as training partners. Uh, I'm waiting for another close personal friend, uh, Matt Schnell. Yeah, he just got married, so he's on his honeymoon right now. But once he gets back, we're going to be getting, we're gonna be definitely getting down with the wrestling thing. So, man, you know, again, I'm taking this 100% seriously, just like I know he is. Right, you know? right, and, of course. Um, and we're going in there to perform, and I have to show the world that, you know, I, I'm here to show the world what I'm, what I'm capable of doing. Now, do I feel yeah. I necessarily belong in the UFC? No, not really. But, again, that's not necessarily a goal of mine. I just, I, I'm a performer and I'm an entertainer. Okay. You know, for me, I enjoy being in front of the camera. I, I enjoy the limelight. And so I just want to put on, I want to put my skills on display for the world to see. That's it. And, and obviously to elevate the, the Mike the Truth Entertainment brand. Yeah, yes, sir. So um, what should fans expect to see on uh, that night? Like, what are you bringing to the table that, um, that uh, they should expect to see? I can answer this for him really quick. He wants a fist fight and he wants Ooh. to keep it on his feet. Isn't that right? Oh, of course we want a fist fight. There's going to be a lot of face punching going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, second round face knockout. Second yeah. round knockout? Second round predicted it. Now, now a couple cool yep, questions. Um, you know, the, um, since he was a previous wrestler growing up, who was your favorite wrestler? The Rock. The Rock. Yes. I don't even have to question it. Think of that. I was there a, you uh, go. I was a, I was a Steve Austin fan personally, the fucking rattlesnake. Oh, I was a big <laughs> look. Those and those are my one and two. Like I yeah. came up to during the Attitude Era. You know, those were the Stone Cold. To be honest with you, was my as far as that Attitude Era, Stone Cold was my number one yep. until The Rock became The Rock. Yeah. And then he just for in, in my in my eyes, he he surpassed him as far as the the entertainment value. Because again, I like the showmanship. You know, and right. not to say that Stone Cold wasn't a showman. He was a showman in it for his character, but for me, I, I like I like the Rock character more. Now, now, what happens first? Do we see Ronda Rousey back in the UFC, or do we see CM Punk back in the WWE? Man, didn't I thought he burned that bridge? I don't think can he go Did back. He? I don't know. Like you said, uh-huh. his, his his name carries some weight. He, he can probably come back, especially after. Oh, but then, you know what? <laughs> I, you know, after I said that. I thought about it. It's like, yo, it's wrestling. Anything can happen. They brought right. Bret Hart back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they bring anybody right. back. Yo, so I think that the chances are uh, for Punk to go back before Ronda goes back. Oh, sidebar, real quick. Mick, he just gave me an LOL. He, that was all he got for me. That's all we got for the. I, I told him DC and Brock make it happen. He was like, LOL. Uh, well, you heard it I first, guess. man. I yeah. think that's what happens. Now, quick question: Are you from Houston, Texas? Born and raised, and more more than likely will never leave. All now, right. quick question: What is your favorite genre of music? You got a serious question? Hip hop, rap. Is it, but is it is it screw? You, you down with the Houston rap? Local? Oh, of course, of course, I love okay. Houston rap, man. For we me, just got off the know, phone uh, with ESG. Just got off the phone. Yeah. With him. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. You know, I'm down with little Flip and all those. Yeah, Flip. You know, that's a, that's the homie. Uh, I, I love what you he's know, doing Flip? right now. Yeah, 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 he comes out to the fight sometimes. Uh, he kicks okay. it with us. Um, you know, he's a cool cat. We, he, uh, I got, I got introduced to Flip through, um, through a friend, good friend of mine who, who was a teammate, 
and uh, I, I honestly don't even know where, how they connected. But yeah. uh, I came out to some fights, and I was talking to him, and, you know, we just chopping up for a little bit. And, uh, we, you know, he came a homie. So, cool cat. I, you know, he supports me. I appreciate the love that Flips gives me. Um, who else I run into uh, from time to time? Uh, man, what's – I can't even think of his name right now. From the Ghetto Boys. Uh, Scarface. Uh, no. Willie D. Willie D. You know, Willie D comes out. Uh, I know he 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 is starting trying to get into MMA for a little bit, but I don't think that was his. Uh, I don't think that was his avenue. He tried to dabble, and I guess he was like, "Nah, never mind." <laughs> uh, but you know, he's a, he's a, he's a supporter of the, uh, Houston MMA. But uh, yeah, man, I, I love Houston rap, man. You know, on me, my, my Pandora, uh, it stays on either Scarface uh, Pandora or the Chameleon Eric Pandora. Oh, or there you go. Pandora. Chameleon Eric. Yeah, sure, that's what we oh, are. Yeah, what's that about? I know about the comedian there, baby. Let's go. King Cooper. King Cooper. Yeah. Mixtape aside. Um, oh. And man, it was it was funny because speaking of Houston rap, uh, my boxing that was a part of most of the boxing uh, is now closed down. The, the uh, our owner, Coach Cliff, you know, he passed away a couple of years ago. But um, at the time, Lil Troy was uh, a staple in the gym, and I remember the first <laughs> I heard of obviously you know want to be a baller was big in the day. And yeah. I love the song. And I remember, mm -hmm. I remember one day I walk into the gym, and I just see little Troy in there. And I was looking, I was like, "Yo, that's Troy." So I go talk to my coach. I was like, "Yo, that Troy." He's like, "Yeah, you know, he's been in here for a little bit." But I didn't realize he was so small. Like Troy has to be like five three, five four. Damn. And I had no idea. Yo, Troy. Now I could be, a, he could be like five maybe. I could be exaggerated, but legit, like he's he's short. Like I had no idea. I but either. He's no a cool idea. cat, you know, Troy. So I want to give a shout out to Troy. Uh, I know people had their issues with him out here, but he's been nothing but good to me. So I want to give a shout out to him too. What's what? What does Mike the Truth Jackson think about Trey the Truth? Oh man, one of my favorite Houston rappers. Man, okay. I love Trey. I love, I love his, I love his delivery. I love the cadence. I love his, his voice. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, Mo, you know, Big Mo. I like, you know, he love, love the Mo music. Um, just oh. man, it's just I love, I love Houston music, man. Because we we have. We have a, it's a different kind of sound yep. than a lot yes, of with a lot yep. of uh, other other uh, other little regions. You know, you're gonna get a different kind of sound than than uh, you know the West Coast or the East Coast. Even I mean, even like Louisiana or just states that surround Texas, right. you're gonna get a different vibe, man. Mississippi, uh, so yeah. that's, I just I just love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a different now. We obviously, you know, you'll get somebody like uh, uh, who who I'm trying to think of somebody out of Mississippi right now. Big Crit? Is, um, where's Big Crit Big from? Crit. Oh, that, and that's how I was going. I want to say, oh, Big Crit. So my two favorite rappers at the moment are Big Crit and Sahada Prince, who okay. I just, what, a good friend of mine, uh, she she hooked me up. She took me to the concert uh, last oh, week. Nice. And I, and I thought it, I, it was just supposed to be Crit. She was like, hey, I got these Crit tickets you want to go? And I was like, of course. Like, that's a silly question to ask. Big bag and of dough. So, and so I checked out the lineup. And I saw Saha's name on there. And I was like, yo, my two fast. And it was just a coincidence. Yeah. You know, uh, but Saha, you know, he's from Atlanta. I love the Atlanta sound. That's my second favorite genre or, mm -hmm. like, area. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite group of all time is Outkast. Okay. Um, but, but as far as, like, the, the current Atlanta sound, I love Saha, um, Big Mike, or, or Killer Mike. I'm thinking Big Mike, old school Big Mike. But uh, Killer Mike is dope. Um... Yeah, shit, who I can't think of other cats, man. It's just so uh Chargers game, you know, you know, TI obviously. Uh man, is it I can go on and on about these cats, man. But yeah, this this just the 
the sound of the South. Yeah, and that's you it. You can't right replicate that. No. You can't get that anywhere else, man. No. I can listen to if that's one one sound that I will listen to for the rest of my life, and it could be anything else. It'd be the sounds of the, the the music from the South. Yeah, man. Too many legends. Yeah, we don't. In the we want to be. Res- we want to definitely be respectful of your time, but uh, we're going to talk one more thing. Next time the oh, motherfucking good, Phil Brooks calls you a can, then you got to refer to Adrian Broner and say, oh, you the motherfucking can man, and anybody can get it. I'm surprised you ain't <laughs> told him that yet. Yo, I, see, you know, I I, I, uh, I like to go – I'm kind of picky on my trolling. There you you know, I know y'all saw the I, I know y'all saw the, the 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 promo video I cut on him. That uh, is back. the absolute best video I've seen. I know several people have asked you about the guy that's talking to you in the video, and so I know about him now. But I mean, if anybody is listening to this and has not watched Mike the Truths Jackson promo video to get the fight right that was before the cm punk fight was officially announced that was yeah. uh oh, that another... was, i did that last year man. right yeah okay <laughs> absolutely brilliant i mean seriously got it. it it made my day i sent it over to lj and was like yeah, bro you gotta sure. watch this yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> shit it. is funky. It. Oh, yeah i mean it, it looked just old school 90s wrestling it was <laughs> perfect so when i did it when we did it they asked me kind of like what what uh like which direction I wanted to go in and you know, at that time on the WCW side I was an NWO fan you know okay. and it was just like I said yo we got to go with the NWO and it was like yo let's do it and we we hooked it up and bam y'all got fucking just greatness out of that video. Quick question um and I guess we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with this question uh let everybody including me and LJ know about your podcast what's it about you know how how can people follow you um i know you also have the podcast as well so um what's yeah, it, what's man, it about so the, the podcast is, is the, it's called it's the truth about stuff podcast and it's myself and the co-host his name is richard burmaster you know he and i we've been friends for for men for i came in 10 years you know around that time right. uh we both worked for legacy fighting alliance um so the the podcast is for us it's just you know we do we used to do all these road trips together Okay. And just the 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 the, the relationship and the what, what's that say when when two guys just click, you know, when you just get two people yeah. that like these bromance, like a bromance, bromance. Yeah, y'all but y'all watch, I'm sure y'all watch y'all watch these <laughs> Demiro. I have, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so we're like now. I, I feel the reason I feel so attached to these Demiro is because I feel they're they're like me as far as like the humor and things that they say and do, but they're what they're like if they're at a ten on funny. Me and Rich are like at like a six compared to those guys. Okay, yeah. but it's that it's a it's a very similar type of camaraderie between two people, and we just we just click, man. We just work well together. But as right. far as the content of the podcast, obviously we talk about uh, fights and things like that because that's uh-huh. what we're involved in. But we also like to bring in pop culture references. You know, uh, typically the show, as far as like the way it works, is well, I'll open the show up with some crazy pop culture reference. It could be uh, a Donald Trump reference. It could be, uh, I don't know, Daryl Strawberry. Right? It could be anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we'll and and it really just works itself out. Um, and we segue into fights, and you know, we may wrap up with some fights or pop culture. It just really depends, man. We just provide uh, great comment, social commentary on uh, the fight game, and you know, anything that's popping around the world. Awesome, man. Well, hey, everybody needs to go listen to his podcast along with listening to ours. Yeah. Mike, I appreciate truth, yeah. Jackson, you got you got to uh, get back on either right before the fight or right after the fight. 
Yeah, of for course. Sure. Either I do both, man. Uh, yeah, I man. People can obviously find the podcast at my website, MikeTheTruth.com, but it's MikeTheTruth.com forward slash podcast, and that's the easy right. way. And then, of course, we're on the SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all these things. Oh yeah. So you can go and you should yes, subscribe and all these good stuff, man. And tune in, check it out, share it. Uh, we're, we're I mean, I think we're about we just put out number sixty-eight today. Um, but I, we're big here in like the Houston and Texas area, but. Yeah, obviously we're trying to expand this to a, a nation or global thing. For sure, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Well, we appreciate you having us on. Um, good luck June 9th. We're definitely going to be yeah. in your corner rooting for you. We'll be watching, man. Um, and just appreciate go out it, there man. And do what you people, do. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you all for having me. Again, all your, your, your guests and your listeners, yes, y'all can follow me on all my social media, at The Truth Jackson, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all the good stuff. And then, of course, enjoy this ride. Yes, yeah. sir. At USC 225 in Chicago, the, the character of CM Punk is no more. Ooh, there it is. Yes, right, sir. Man. You heard it first. Second round knockout, right? Dessert. All right, All man. Right. Well, you heard it first. DC, Brock, you heard it first here on Wax. Let's go. That's dope, man. That was Mike the Truth Jackson fighting Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, Punk, UFC 225, June 9th. I'll be watching for sure. He said hey. it's going to be fist flying. He said it's going to be a flying. bunch of face punching. I was like, holy and, shit. And I want to be face clear. Punching. I talked to LJ about this off, off wax uh, yesterday. Off, off wax. Anybody that gets on our podcast, ride them with you for life. Oh, yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't care who you are. If you get on, if if you get on on wax, riding with you for for life, yeah, for sure. Like if you could take the time right. to come on our podcast, hundred percent fact, we're gonna fucking ride with you for life. So whenever two two five comes out man, on June 9th, you know where my I'm in that corner right you know there. Where my money's gonna be. Yeah, you know where my money's gonna Mike be. Jackson. So if any motherfucking WWE guy fan fanboy. Wants to put their money on CM Punk, Phil Brooks. He won't give him that though. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. LJ, J Hen, on wax the podcast. What the fuck are we doing right now? God damn it! We out this house. Yes, bitch, rain.